Hey guys, welcome to the SON Core Tennis in the Flex Rotation, three-part series presented by Tyreek Michael. Hi, my name is Tyreek Michael, and I am a senior in the School of Nursing BSN program, completing my capstone in the Flex Rotation. As I am on the Flex Rotation, I could be a sport and bring a different unit to you every session. Today, I will be discussing how three various intensive care units express relationship-centered care, and how the units are improving our patient care and safety with quality improvement projects. As I flow to different intensive care units, there are undeniably some similarities in the relationship center care provided, which should be the case, right? For instance, units one, two, and three all have great healthcare provider to provider relationships. Nurses are constantly chipping in to help other nurses. Nurse A may ask to watch over Nurse B's patients so that Nurse B may go to lunch. I cannot tell you how helpful that is because with nurses providing care in these units, they do not have 30 minutes to spare at times to go to lunch or to eat because they're so busy providing patient care. I have also witnessed nurses, like when they hear a, an alarm from a monitor go off, whether that is from their patient's room or whoever's room, they always go in there to check on the patient, provide care, and then they come back and inform the nurse. Helpful. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's extremely helpful. But just as there are similarities on these units, there's also differences. Relationship-centered care differs considerably when discussing the relationship between healthcare providers and the patient. For instance, all three units provide critical care. However, providers are more adamant and stricter on units two and three. Patients are, in layman's terms, sicker on those units. So there is a tiniest deviation from policy in the care provided. Now what this means for the patients is that they do not have much to say about their care. Now before you miscue what I'm saying, I'm not saying that their rights are violated. Patients have the right to refuse care. They have the right to refuse medication. Their rights are fully intact. However, suppose things have to be done a certain way for safety or policy-wise. In that case, the providers are stern with their patients, and they use a lot of persuasion using education, mainly to get the patient to cooperate and let the providers give their appropriate care. Unit 1 does less of this, in my opinion, or this is what at least what I have observed. On another note, I wanted to place Unit 2 in the spotlight. This unit exhibits fantastic patient-centered care. Now, I am not saying that the other units don't, but Unit 2 does especially. Their goal is to make their patients stay as short and comfortable as possible. They take a holistic and comprehensive approach to caring for the whole person. Nurses and physicians alike move at what seems like the speed of sound or the speed of light to provide care. They also try very hard to speak with the family. I have even witnessed a situation where a patient relieved their nurse of their care due to a tremendous misunderstanding. But no one placed blame and everyone worked together to please the patient and the nurse in the end. To discuss the quality and safety aspects of units one, two, and three, all three units are performing some form of a quality improvement project. Shockingly, the prevention of pressure injuries is one of the main projects on all three units. Granted, this makes entirely so much sense as the patients that are admitted to these floors or the population that these units take in, they cannot move on their own. Pressure injuries are also becoming more common due to COVID as more patients are admitted being highly unstable. Simply, nurses cannot complete turns every two hours due to being extremely busy providing patient care. 
they get held up in patients' rooms. In order to combat pressure injuries, Unit 3 uses pillows, wedges, and a new bed with a specialized monitor. The bed is supposed to tell you which position is optimal and if repositioning is effective to prevent pressure injuries. Unit 1 and 2, from what I have observed, just use pillows and wedges, which is still very effective. I'm not trying to downplay their, their methods, but they just don't have a specialized bed. And all three units complete QT turns, which is still protocol. Switching gears, I also wanted to propose a quality improvement project for a unit. To place the spotlight on the unit 2 again, there needs to be a better system concerning the IV poles and the IV pump. I have been on this unit twice, and each time, the patients have multiple IV lines that get tangled, and it gets very confusing. Yes, there is a method of following the IV line back to the pump and onto the patient, and then the lines are also labeled, or at least they should be. But then I always, I know it can be better. It often takes time away from patient care to untangle the lines and figure out what goes to what. It takes about 10 to 15 minutes. So as a quality improvement project for this unit, I propose we look into ways to organize the IV lines in a more effective way. We can design a study to investigate if this will improve provider satisfaction and patient care. We can also do this by performing a PDSA. I do not have all the courts thought out, but hey, it's a start. Lastly, there is also a consensus among the units about nurses climbing the clinical ladder. One does not have to participate in a quality improvement project to climb the ladder. However, they have to be active on a unit, where that is simply being on a committee. So, if you're trying to climb that clinical ladder, join those committees. To close us out, all three units show excellent relationship-centered care. The patient's care is always a priority, and the providers are always willing to help one another, inside and out. As far as addressing quality and safety of care, the units are conducting quality improvement projects to address the most significant concerns, such as pressure injuries. We all have to work together to reduce this occurrence. Even though I did not discuss every quality improvement project occurring on the units, they are all described as very beneficial for the units. Therefore, I can conclude that the units are striving to provide the best care that they possibly can. To end this session with one final message, Unit 2, please, let's organize those IV lines. Hey guys, congratulations. You have made it to the end of session one in a three-part series of the SON Core Tenants in the Flex Rotation Podcast. Thank you for joining me and stay tuned for my next session.